0: what's what? up
1: hey cannon
0: how you doing man
1: I'm doing really well how about you
0: uh not not too bad I can't complain
1: good good that's awesome I actually just got home from work a couple minutes ago um so just relaxing I've got to get up pretty early tomorrow morning for work again uh, but yeah
0: yeah I'm uh, I'm kind of in the same boat um I know what you mean I got an interview tomorrow I'm going really? to, nice. yeah. Nice. Going to my interview before my job, <laughs> so I get up, go there, then go to work.
1: That's awesome. Now, what do you do?
0: Uh, I sell mattresses, actually.
1: Okay, cool. Yep. Cool.
0: That yeah. is why I have so much time for this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Now, I I, uh, I work about 45 minutes away from where I live. So it's it's a bit of a pain. Um, in total, with traffic, it can be north of an hour drive each way. So it's it's a bit of a pain, uh, but it's it's definitely rewarding. I I like what I do. So.
0: All right. So what uh what is it exactly that you do? Because I know you're like a coach. You said you're a swim coach.
1: Yes, that's. Right. And then you so, have
0: something else.
1: Yes, I actually do a couple things. Um, I'm a full-time USA swim coach. Um, I'm the head coach of lifetime swim in Woodstock, Georgia. I live in Johns Creek, Georgia, both just outside of Atlanta. Um, but I work with kids from ages eight years old, all the way up to like 20 years old. So I have a bit of a variety, um, with the athletes that I coach, uh, which always makes it pretty interesting and really enjoyable.
0: Yeah, that uh, that would be an exciting time for sure.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's it's a great experience. I work about about five to six hours every night, and then our meets are held on the weekends. And our meets can run up to about twenty hours over the course of Saturday and Sunday, so it it gets a little bit grueling. Um, but it's like I said, I love what I do, so it makes it a little bit easier uh, to make the sacrifices.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, damn, that's that's some commitment, man. Like
1: Yeah. I oh, mean, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I've just I've never really had that level of commitment for anything, I don't think. Yeah, now, I I'm just that kind of I'm the kind of guy that like uh I get into something But as soon as I feel like I figured out the puzzle, I just, like, I need to go on to something else. I don't really care about building it. I just want to figure it out, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's really easy to get bored. Um, I I hear you.
0: Yeah. I, I always think about, like, these NBA coaches or NFL coaches who, like, have been winning and dominating the game for, like, 20 years. And it's like, why the hell do you still coach,
1: like? It's what? crazy. Yeah.
0: I just have to absolutely love it. And I've just never had that feeling about anything, you know, I'm just like, eh. Oh. that's like the best feeling I get about really anything.
1: Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I completely understand. That's honestly, that's it for me. That's the only reason that I'm, you know, driving um, two hours every evening, you know, committing my whole weekends twice per month to swim meets the reason is, is because I really, I love it. I love working with the kids, you know, seeing them improve. Uh, we just had a, a form and break, like 10 records, team records. So like, it's, it's wow. difficult, but it's so rewarding. And that's, to be honest, that's the only reason I, I do it. Yeah. So
0: would you describe like what you're doing? Is this like a dream of yours or is this like a step? <laughs> For you, that's, you know?
1: that's a good question. It's it's definitely a dream, but I wouldn't say it's like the dream. It's it's definitely a step. It's not something that I want to be doing three years from now, five years from now, but for this moment in my life, I'm 21 years old, um, just starting my junior year of uh, college. Um, you know, it's it's a perfect step for this moment in my life, but it's not something that I want to do full-time you know a decade from now yeah so
0: yeah I understand that I understand uh it seems that you have you have like a pretty good discipline though because you are also like an endurance athlete is that right that's right
1: yeah actually about two weeks ago I ran the race of a lifetime it was 62 miles a 100 kilometer race yeah can you believe that um, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, me neither. <laughs> I still can't get my mind wrapped around it. Um, but it it was through the Transylvania mountain region um, in Romania, and it was wow. I was you know going over mountains that were about uh, nine thousand feet in altitude. Uh, you know, facing some bears. There were some wolves. Uh, you know, snow top mountains. I had a mini, you know, snow slide knocked me down a side of a mountain one time like it was it was extreme uh in all regards but it was it was the most exciting you know rewarding thing I think I've ever done in my whole life it took me about a little over 30 hours to complete the race
0: dang you did that in 30 hours
1: yes yeah oh
0: my gosh I will be like you know what my time would be like a thousand times yours because I think I would die in the middle of it is- I wouldn't even be able to complete it, you know? I would just be like, I would quit. I'd be like, where's that wolf? It's over. This is oh, me okay. surrendering. I don't know. Like, how do you, what? What do you, what's your reason? You know, what's your purpose? That's you know, how do you, you, you have to have some sort of purpose to, like, push like this.
1: Yes. No, absolutely. The original reason <laughs> that I decided to, uh, you know, embark on this journey was my, my good friend, I met him about a year ago when we were studying actually in Greece. We were living in Greece for about eight months studying on board a ship called Next Wave, which was at the time you know, right off the coast of Turkey in the Mediterranean Sea. We were trying to get our captain's license, which we eventually got in working in refugee camps on uh, the island of Lesbos, Greece. Um, and I could tell you so many, you know, exciting stories about that and Learning experiences. And, uh, but that's where I met this guy. So, with that said, we've already had like an adventurous past. And he came up with this idea to, you know, compete in the Transylvania 100, which took place on May 19th. Um, And so he convinced me to do it. And it didn't take too much. I'm an adventurous person. So, if someone says, Hey, come and do this with me, 99% of the time, the answer is yes. Like, I'm in completely. Um, so, so I decided to do this. The moment I committed to it, mentally, I was locked in. It was like the moment I committed to it, there was no going back for me. And there was so many people who who told me that it was a suicide mission.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: gonna, I was gonna go, I was gonna do this, and I was not gonna come back. And there was a lot of people, you know, they said you don't have the training, which to be honest, I did not have the training, Um, but it turns out, it turns out that a couple weeks before the race, um, my good friend, uh, Benedict, he actually dropped out of the 100k um, and decided to do the 30k race instead. Um, So much to my disappointment, I had to do it by myself. (laughs) And mentally that was, that was a little bit frustrating, a little bit difficult for me to accept. Um, but in the end it all, it all worked out. He did an incredible job on his 30 K race. Um, and, uh, I finished the 100 K and ended up actually getting a medal. I was the youngest competitor, um, in the race. And I qualified for a lot of really exciting races in the upcoming seasons, upcoming years. Um, probably the next one is going to be in hong kong um it's called the 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 vibram 100 it goes through the McLehose trail um so that that's another 100k race that i'll probably probably be trying to accomplish in the next year or two <laughs> wow
0: that's just yeah i mean it's pretty crazy so it's just kind of a a goal for, you know, just like you just push on, push on. That's.
1: Yeah. And the reason, the reason we did it, um, really it was to support, um, next wave, which was the organization we were working with and living with in Greece. And what next wave does is it really, it trains young adults to go out into the world and preach the gospel, you know, you know, serve people, with humility and uh, with a giving heart. And at the time when we were there, they were working with a lot of refugees and um, originally going into that situation, I really had a very narrow view on the whole refugee crisis and, you know, that aspect. Um, And and so being around them, you know, serving in the refugee camps for eight hours a day, um, it, it changed my perspective. And I'll be honest, you know, Coming home from Greece, I was a I was a completely different person. And so imagining the struggles that the refugees go through and, you know, how positive they are through those struggles that really motivated me to be able to complete the 100K race. It was almost like, come on, Johnny, this is this is almost like a luxury. You know, it, it hurts. It's miserable. But they're going through this. It's horrendous what they're going through this is just like a little, little bitty piece of that. So, you know, keeping that kind of perspective, it really, really helped me to finish the race.
0: Yeah. So this is kind of something that's anchored in like your faith or like your belief system,
1: right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. See, I mean, that's, I I think that it's uh you know I would I would like to see like what statistic of endurance athletes are of a are of a, a prominent faith I bet it's a lot of
1: them I bet I bet you're right I bet you're because,
0: right because <laughs> you know someone like me I'm like damn I don't want to be like <laughs> They, enduring like what what am i enduring you know i mean i wonder what what makes that theme so prevalent amongst you guys
1: yeah um that's a, that's a good question um <coughs> I, I would actually be curious to to see that statistic um i think that sometimes with ultra marathon runners and beyond that like 100k runners like there's a difference between ultra marathon and 100k (laughs) it's a little bit of like a step between the two i i think that a lot of like 100k runners sometimes they're just crazy people like literally if, if something crazy comes up an opportunity they jump at it um so i think that you're probably right but sometimes it's it's almost like they're just you know thrill seekers in a way uh, so, so with that said, it's probably, probably a little bit of both. I know that I was actually having lunch with a friend, just days after I returned from Europe. Um, and he asked me, you know, why I do this, you know, why why do you go out and do this? Like, you know, I would never be able to have the courage to do that. <coughs> um, and my answer to him was, if I wasn't a Christian, there would be no way that I would make myself do any of these things. And that may sound a little bit shallow, but the reason behind that is so many times just time and time again the lord has shown himself faithful in my life, you know, at my wit's end where i had nowhere else to go, but he was there to carry me on just a couple feet more to finish. Um and i could i could tell you stories about, you know, things like that happening during the 100k race. Also a couple of years ago, you know, flashback when I hiked 700 miles on the Appalachian Trail to raise money for wounded warriors and uh, veterans who struggle with post-traumatic stress disorder and uh, TBI. Um, and there was so many times on that, that hike that the Lord, you know, my wits end where I honestly didn't think I was going to come through alive. And he miraculously just showed himself faithful. Um, so I'll be honest if i was not a christian i probably would not have the courage to go and do these things
0: yeah that's uh <clears throat> that's always interesting to me uh i love talking about beliefs and uh religion and stuff like that i think it's a very interesting phenomenon like in yeah in in the uh you know the culture it's just like I, Cause I just can't figure out like this need that uh, it seems like humanity has to believe in something. It's right. I, I just don't feel like we have to suffer through life. Right. I feel like that's, I just feel like that's so negative. Like, yeah. why do we need this big grand thing? It was like, is life really that bad? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's, just because I haven't had a bad life, I don't know, but I, I absolutely yeah
1: you know? no i I hear you, I hear you man, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, and to be honest my my answer to that is personally, I would be suffering more if if I didn't have that um that God figure to trust in, to confide in, and even to depend on if it was all me. Like I'll be honest, I'd be suffering a whole lot more, and that may depend on the person. Um, But you know, it's faith, so I'm, you know, I can't see what I believe in physically, uh, but through faith, I know it's there. And so it's almost like uh, it's not like a way to um, comfort myself. I've more accepted because because I'm a Christian because I believe that the Lord is real. I've accepted that He's real, and. I really can't even imagine my life uh without him so to speak. I don't know if that makes sense to you.
0: Yeah. yeah, that makes uh I mean yeah, makes perfect sense. I mean, I think that's probably what a Christian would say, you know, like a good yeah. Christian that's that's where they would go. I don't um and I mean, I I can appreciate that. I, I I don't really have a problem with People participating like in religion or anything. Um, sometimes I just think that some of the the wars they fight are a little bit, you know, like they're just pervasive. I guess they, like, you I, know, like
1: no, it's just so. I I completely agree with you. I completely. It's agree. so negative.
0: I'm just like, why? Why is it so negative? You're supposed to be like, you know this hopeful uh, thing uh,
1: no totally i i agree i i remember (laughs) last year when i was in greece um it, it changed me in so many different ways because i was living on a ship with about 40 different people from probably close to 15 to 20 different countries all speaking a different language you know a different age ranging from two years younger than me to like three times my age and ranging from like Tons of different religions, and so with that said, I've actually made friends um, all over the world who have so many different worldviews than me, and it's taught me to be more open-minded and accepting of other people's worldviews, respectful of them, and even willing to learn from them. And I think that a lot of times in America, um, I've I've witnessed that Christians actually have it wrong because. You know, they, they feel like they're being strong in their faith. So they say, this is how it is. There's no other way. But actually, strength is actually being open to listen to other people. And even re- even if it's not what you believe, take the time of day, listen to them, and respect them for what they believe. Um, so actually, I, I agree with you, Ken. And I think that a lot of Christians in our country um, probably have it wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> I just became disenfranchised with like religion and Christianity. Uh, just I don't know. I guess when I just realized, I was like, you know what? It just feels like it feels like it's like there's no reason to believe in it to in me because like if you're gonna be the super strict Christian. And, you know, the super legalistic and biblical guy, then, like, you're going to truly believe in every word the Bible says, then you're going to be a terrible person. You know, yeah. like, are. Yeah. So it's like, but then if you're like a progressive Christian, then, like, why do you need the Bible? Like, you're just accepting everyone. So, like, what's the point in anything? You know, like,
1: so I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It just seems kind of, man. No I I completely I I understand what you're saying I respect that. Um I can tell you you know the reason I am a Christian and, and why I you know live my life through through the will of the, the the will of God as as much as I can is is really it's not based off of actions or feeling pressure to do something or you know even through guilt when I don't do the right thing it's more of just out of love for the lord like it's it's something that i want to do it's not like something that i've been told to do or need to do it's something that i want to do and man i'm gonna tell you i've made so many mistakes i have more reason than probably anybody in this world to feel guilty about myself and i don't i don't feel guilty about myself because you know actually being a christian I feel like it takes away more guilt than it puts on people and going back to, you know, Christianity in our country and in certain churches, I'm sure are to blame for this. Um, but I feel like they preach a gospel that that puts guilt on people and I'll be honest, that's not the, that's not the Jesus that I believe in. That's not the, the gospel that I believe in.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know, that's kind of the theme that I'm starting to get from most uh, like people my age and people around my age that I talk to, like younger people. Uh, it just seems, I don't know, I'm just excited for when we like come into the hierarchy of society, the kind of amazing things that we can do, like how wonderful, absolutely wonderful life could be when... We get rid of the hate and get rid of the, you know, intolerance and the, uh, you know, Absolutely. closed mindedness so <laughs> I think it's going to be beautiful. Yeah.
1: No, I, I agree with you. I, I agree. There is there is no place um, for hatred, rejection, and uh, discrimination in a healthy society. On that on that note, I'm one hundred percent with you.
0: Yeah, it's uh, – I think it'll be cool, but uh, <clears throat> there's a – I was listening to something earlier, and they were talking about how um, all how there's so many positive things in the world that are actually trending upwards, and they have all these charts and graphs showing the statistics on stuff, um, how throughout the years that – things are trending upwards for humanity we're getting better you know smarter uh more cohesive um just all sorts of things yeah um but Uh, there's like this perception of negativity mm -hmm. and i just like i don't know i i like to talk about where we're gonna be or where we could be i like to keep the focus on possibility
1: yeah. because so let me ask let me ask you a question in your in your opinion what would be the ideal world like what would be the picture perfect everyone got it right what would what would a world like that look like
0: uh well first off it's not a world that you can you can predict or create uh, it's just the perfect storm. It's almost as if, to me, I just believe that um, the universe really is in. There is a a universe that that you know lives and breathes and moves with us, and it it's it keeps everything in balance. So it's kind of like the the thing with like the presidents, like. It's almost always consistently been Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican. Right. Every time. And it's like people, human beings, reset themselves. It's like,
1: Hmm.
0: you know, the parents do stuff that the kids hate, so the kids react to that. And the reaction to that negative can actually become a positive, you know? Right. So... Uh, You just never know with nature.
1: I think you're right. I think actually generations, if if you look, they go through a cycle. Like it's, it's almost like the parents have matured over the years and then the kids will rebel. And then over time, the kids will mature, but they might mature in a different way. And it looks different than the generation 60 years from before. And a lot of times I think that our society, you know, puts a negative connotation on younger people. But when you look at the older people, there wasn't really a big difference between them and the younger people today, 40 years before. So I think that I think that there is a balance. I would agree with that. But I also think it's almost like a cycle. Like it, it just keeps going through a similar, similar cycle. There's really like nothing new under the sun. Like it's it's happening over and over again, which is really interesting to think about.
0: Yeah, it's uh I love to think and talk about the human condition. Mm. I think that is the most interesting topic that there is. Like the human experience, the uh, the human belief, uh, you know, um, psychology, philosophy, all these things are just spectacular to me. Yeah, I I, I love to try to wrap my mind around it because. It's it has a, it, it's a system and it's a pattern and it's like you can you can almost like if you could figure out how to break the pattern, maybe we could unlock, you know, like the human race, like unlock our minds and just mm. be on track for the perfect world. And then we turn into a big like utopian Asgard or some shit like that, you know, <laughs> hey, be that'd amazing. Be cool.
1: <laughs> that'd be pretty cool
0: you uh there's a there's a thing called chaos theory mm. um and essentially what it is is that you know billions of random movements create a bigger pattern yeah um and that's what's interesting to me like i love to look at stuff like that because i think it describes us you know yeah
1: i yeah, know that's interesting I, I think that's pretty cool i'll i'll say this though it's it's interesting if you think about like if our world were to evolve into this, you know, picture perfect utopia like you said like Asgard, you know, like almost like we were gods. Like that'd be that'd be pretty really cool from an outward perspective. But I'll be honest, like I've traveled all around the world and 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 I'm not saying that I my perspective means any more than anybody else's perspective, but my opinion is just like the from what I've seen, I would actually prefer more of like a heart centered universe where we didn't focus on material, you know, possessions or achievements. It was more towards, you know, family, love, you know, comfort, passion, you know, caring for each other. Even if we were poor is dirt, that we would actually be serving each other and we'd be much more happy than we would be if we had everything in the world. From a material, per, you know, point of view, that we would be just perfectly happy just by loving each other. What do you think about that?
0: Well, I think that's impossible <laughs> because of the human condition, the existential uh, existence. Well, that's kind of a, saying the same thing twice, you know. Like,
1: yeah, no, I, I agree. Th- I actually, I agree with you. I believe that it is impossible. Um, but the thing I think we disagree on is how it is possible. If, if there was no God and there was no, you know, eternal force of love, then dude, I, I completely agree with you. And that's, that's, I think probably the only disagreement that we have is just whether or not there's a God. And for, in my opinion, if there is a God, then it's possible. But if there's not a God, I completely, I'm, I'm with you. It's impossible. Yeah.
0: See, this is where I, I go and I think, I'm like, why do you, why do you believe in a God rather than believe in yourself?
1: I, I actually, I believe in a God, but I, I feel like believing in him helps me believe in myself more, more than most people I know.
0: Doesn't it, uh, I mean, if you're believing in him for the purpose of believing in yourself, doesn't it kind of make you codependent? Like constantly codependent on something else?
1: It would, but that's not why I believe in him. I believe in him because I love him. I I believe in myself because that's just what comes along with it. (laughs) It's not like I believe, okay, God, you know, this is what you're going to get. This is what I'm going to get. It's more like I'm all in it for you and he's all in it for me. Um, And again, like that's my belief. Other people have completely different beliefs, which, you know, close friend of mine and people who I consider family, they're Muslim, they're atheists, they're Buddhists. Like they have completely different beliefs than I do. And I'm totally okay with that. Like it doesn't change how I view them as a person or how I view our friendship. This is what I believe, and that's what they believe, and that's okay.
0: Um, all right. I have a uh, – let's see. I have a real – a serious question then. Okay. I want to hear it. <laughs> what uh, – do you believe that uh, homosexuality is sin?
1: Well, if you no, that's a, that's a good question. And if you believe, uh, or if you look at the Bible, the Bible says in scripture, like lays out a lot of things that are sinful, homosexuality, according to the Bible is sinful. There's no changing that. However, I, I don't judge anybody who's homosexual at all. If I was perfect, maybe that would be a different story but that is absolutely impossible for me to be perfect. Thus, I should never judge anybody else for anything. That's not my job. My job is to love people and not even, not even a you know, uh, hint about making them feel bad about what they uh, believe in, how they live their lifestyle. My job as a human being is to love the other people around me and even spreading the gospel through love. So to answer your question, from a biblical standpoint, it is wrong. But my job is to not even really acknowledge that and telling other people, this is what's wrong. You guys are doing a, a wrong thing by doing this. That's not my job.
0: Yeah, I am <clears throat> I mean, I can understand that. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. It's just a... Uh... It's just a tricky world. I think there's just too much information out there to really make a good decision. You know, like I feel like I've what, just what barely. Do you, what do you
1: mean by that, what do you? There's too much information out there to make a good decision. What What do you mean by that?
0: Well, I mean, how do you compare everything to everything else? That's literally an infinite level of comparison. Yeah. No, it's a, I... a never-ending story. Yeah. And it's because there's a never-ending cycle of experiences.
1: Yes. And and I'll I'll share something with you Canon. Something that I've learned is you never you never get to somebody's heart and build a friendship by with them or influence them um in any way if you have a judgmental spirit towards them or disagree with them. So, for example, if I wanted to convince you um, that there was a God. The last thing that I should do is talk about why you're wrong. The only way that I would actually probably be able to do that is just by being your friend and loving you. And then maybe one day I would have enough influence over you and you would have enough influence over me where we could, you know, change what each other believes just because of our friendship. That's what, that's what I think is the key to, you know, sharing your your beliefs, your feelings with other people is not through, you know, convincing them, but just through coming to them in love and sincerely just wanting to be a friend to them. And so I think that that's also another way that Christians many times, they just, they have it wrong because they think that their job, you know, in being a Christian is to go around telling people what they're doing wrong and what they should do right, when in, in many ways, you know, God is just calling us to love other people. And I don't want to quote scripture, you know, like a Bible thumper, but, but the Bible says, you know, people are going to know us by our love. They're not going to know us by our judgment, our hate, anything like that. It's, it's by our love. And so I think that that's something, um, that, uh, I'm going to, as I grow older, I'm only 21 years old right now, but as I grow older, that's something that I'm going to utilize in my life and hopefully cause other people to do as well.
0: Well, um, you definitely have a strong stance and you can uh, definitely, you know, you had some good things to say. I mean, I can definitely appreciate it. Uh, At least you've thought deeply about your life. I know a lot of people don't, (laughs) you know, so
1: I've thought pretty deeply about it, but I'll be honest with you. A lot of, a lot of what I believe has, um, you know, been developed through my experiences and through my relationships with other people. And I'm going to be honest, I do not have all the answers. I'm not even close. And so I'm open. I'm open to what you say. 100% like I'm always open to new information, new perspectives. And, uh, you know, like, you use the word evolving evolving who i am and my beliefs you know to the next level i'm always open for that
0: yeah well i'm glad and i'm glad that i had you on the show tonight this
1: was pretty good yeah absolutely absolutely
0: yeah i mean i never intended it for it to go that direction i thought we were just going to talk about like endurance athletes and coaching and stuff like that but it it went right yeah, into religion it, so
1: it did it did and now let me ask you 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 were actually we went to the same university for a very short period of time probably not at the same time but i i know you were at asbury university for a little while is that right
0: yeah i have completed 3 uh years there
1: okay Okay, I completed one semester there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and then I actually I moved to Greece for a little while. And then I transferred back to University of North Georgia. Um, so now I'm, I'm going a little bit of a different direction than originally planned. I'm studying uh, economics and political science over at University of North Georgia. Um, so that's interesting, though. I, what were your thoughts about Asbury when you were there?
0: No, I fucking hated it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The only reason I kept going back was because the pressure of religion. Like I've tried to kept trying to force myself to go back there, even though I hated it. Right. And finally I had this philosophical breakthrough and I was like, Oh my gosh. I'm fucking done here. I am leaving. I am. oh, I'm so done. I'm never coming back. Uh, yeah.
1: And if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Uh
0: 26. 26. Well, okay. 20, 25. I'm sorry. Wow. I I'm already th- I'm already thinking about my birthday. <laughs> When's your <laughs> birthday? <laughs> July 22nd.
1: I actually just had a birthday. June 6th was mine. So you Oh wow. Yeah yeah actually just last week happy
0: birthday man
1: thank you 21 years old yeah oh wow
0: you are a young gun
1: i'm very young yep i'm i'm super young
0: (laughs) yeah wow i didn't expect someone uh, your age to uh have as accomplished as much as you have
1: oh well thank you for that i'm i'm hoping to accomplish a lot more when i get older um but it's really just you know I'm trying to do my best in everything that I do, but but I everything that I've accomplished really um, is due to the other people in my life.
0: Well, thank you, other people, for getting <laughs> for getting uh, Johnny Otley on the show. Yeah, it's awful nice of you.
1: No, absolutely. No, I appreciate it, Ken. And I, I listened to a couple of your other podcasts and, and I like it. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to subscribe and keep listening to it.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. You be the first and only,
1: (laughs) but Hey, you know,
0: feel free to share it, you know, tell everybody to listen in. I usually, I, you, I try to release, um, interviews like this one, um, Okay. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Monday, Wednesday, Fridays are wild cards right now. I, I may or may not put something up. Yeah. Usually just me talking about some sort of concept or something like that. And
1: okay. Cool.
0: rambles, but
1: now how many people have you hosted cuz I know this is fairly new thing that you're doing. yeah um, and how many people have you hosted so far?
0: Hm. See, Kevin was my first host. Okay. And then Kyle Bailey and then Coach Mike Lee. Uh Ah, oh, who came after Coach Mike Lee? Uh oh yeah.
1: I know there was Heath, I
0: Dr. Keith Euler.
1: Okay, there was a lady that I listened to. She had really I can't remember her name, but she had really interesting things to say. Um, Man, Mandy. Yes, that's probably it.
0: Yeah, from Estee Lauder.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool.
0: Yeah, it was a that was a fun one. Wait, me and her went to high school together, so it was interesting. Yeah.
1: That's cool. And so you when you left Asbury, you you told me that you went into the military, is that right?
0: Uh yeah, I was in the military, um but it was the National Guard.
1: Okay. okay,
0: so cool. I was still living a civilian
1: gotcha. civilian life too and you're you're living in Kentucky, right?
0: yeah, I actually live in Wilmore, believe it or not
1: I know I know that town really well
0: <laughs> yeah I uh high,
1: high bridge and all those cool things
0: yeah i I can't wait to get out of here. I want to live in the city like really bad i I like the city way better. Which yeah. which
1: which city would you want to live in?
0: Well, I'd be satisfied with Lexington for a while um until I've been there for a little bit, but I eventually want to go to like a big city somewhere. Yeah. That's like awesome. New York or maybe somewhere on the bay like There
1: you go. Something like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest though. I, I live in somewhat of a big city. It's not Atlanta's pretty big, but man, the traffic is horrible. <laughs> like I said, it takes me about an hour to get to work every day. Um, so that it comes with a couple, you know, negative aspects, but it's it's kinda nice, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't know. Traffic doesn't bother me that bad if it's like really? If it's like consistent.
1: Okay. If it's unexpected, it's, that's when it bothers you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I hate like when every day oh, for man. the past six months, I've been leaving for work at the exact same time get and there no like- problems. <laughs> and then this morning, you know, you get in the car and go to drive to work and now there's traffic everywhere. You hit every red light. It's just the worst experience everyone's like crowding the road and you're like what is going on that's when i hate traffic <laughs> i hate it
1: yeah no i've actually like it's it's kind of funny it's it is pretty consistent here because i've actually like monday i leave at a specific time tuesday i leave at a specific time and i can almost plan out my travel week you know knowing how roughly give or take a few minutes um how long it's gonna take me to get to work, which is again like forty five minutes to an hour away. Um, so I I feel you there. It's nice to have a routine, and it's never never fun to have something jump out at you that you're not expecting, which makes you be fifteen minutes late to work or something like that. That's that's the worst. Yeah. But.
0: Yes, All right, is. man.
1: Dude,
0: thanks for coming on.
1: Absolutely. Hey, and if I'm ever in Wilmore, I will definitely hit you up for lunch or something like that. Yeah, man. Ever in Atlanta? If you're ever in Atlanta, you've got a place with us. All right.
0: All right. I appreciate that. Thanks.
1: Absolutely. No. Thanks again for hosting me. You are awesome, man.
0: Yeah. You too. It was a good discussion. It's one of my uh, one of the better ones I've had in a while. So.
1: Good. Now, uh, to be honest, same here. <laughs> it's <laughs> one of the best ones I've had too. So, so that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you think that too. Cool.
0: All right, man. Well, you have a good one. Thanks for coming on.
1: Absolutely. I'll talk to you later, canon All Thanks right. Again. All right. Bye.